Hi, I'm Samantha, a past guest on C-Jam's HandyLink. You're listening to HandyLink on C-Jam 99.1 FM, reaching high ground in Windsor, Detroit. by the Italian-Canadian Handy Capable Association, an organization that provides recreational and athletic opportunities for individuals with disabilities in Windsor-Essex. For more information, check out ICHA on Facebook. I'm your host, Cam Wells. Today is actually a special episode. It's the station's annual pledge drive, so you're going to hear clips of some of my favorite segments of this past year, for those of you who love new content, don't worry, we've got you covered there too. But all the while, I'm going to take you through some of the great pledge incentives and what CJAM means to me and my fellow volunteers. First up, we're going to hear from our friend Melanie Reno, who's telling us a little bit about her role in the recent Easter Seal spectacle. So what led you to want to be a part of the spectacle? My cousin Jeremy is actually the organizer who works for Easter Seals, and he invited me as well as Ms. Galaxy Canada Natalie Duway to be here today and to support the cause. So we're out here signing autographs and uh, taking pictures and meeting all sorts of new people, and all the proceeds are going to the Easter Seals, which is an awesome cause. So, do you find that uh, the public is aware enough of the causes that uh, Easter Seals is trying to support? I mean, I know some really amazing people came out today, but uh, the work itself, the day-to-day stuff. Yeah, I I think that the word could get out a lot more, but I know that uh, this is the first time that they've done anything this large scale um, that I understand. I, I had to talk to Jeremy, and he... He loves Comic-Con, and that's kind of like what he brought to this as well. Um, the cast of Sailor Moon is here, which is amazing. I grew up watching Sailor Moon, so there's a lot of big names here, and I think that um, they all want to be here to support the cause, and I think that they've been marketing a lot, but definitely, like, we could always market more and, and do more ourselves. I've been sharing this event on my page, um, and I've seen a few people that I've invited to come out here today as well. So, uh any challenges in putting together something of this magnitude for a good cause? Oh, I'm sure. I've, I've uh, had my fair share of events that I've planned. And there's always something that might happen. Who knows? You have to be ready to to be there when something happens. And Jeremy did a great job this this weekend. And uh, I think a lot of people here are having fun. And, uh, and they're here to support. So that's all that matters. So your own involvement with uh, Delta Zeta, we've talked about before, support the Starkey Hearing Foundation, at least uh, historically. I'm not sure if that's uh, still in effect. But. Yeah, of 
course, um, I actually said when I was going from Miss Galaxy Canada that that was one of my uh, biggest philanthropic platforms is to continue work with Starkey. I'm actually an advisor for the Delta State Story at the University of Windsor now. I, I did graduate during the pandemic, so I'm no longer a student, but I am uh, an alumna of the chapter and I am an advisor for the philanthropy uh, efforts um, to the VP of philanthropy. Her name is Megan. She's amazing. And so I help her and I help the chapter with any philanthropy events they're doing for Starkey um, or otherwise there's other um, organizations that they're involved with as well. So I'm still very involved in that area. So uh, the stuff sort of touched your heart enough that uh, you decided to make it a, an ongoing commitment. Of course. I, I had a great time um, as a Delta Zeta during university and uh, giving back was uh, definitely life-changing. I had the opportunity to go to Guatemala for, with the Starkey Hearing Foundation when I was uh, in my last year or so of university um, before the pandemic. And uh, I got to actually see firsthand what kind of efforts we do, where the money goes, and, and see that change lives um, when I was there. So it definitely is a huge part of my, like, what dr drives me every day is to be able to know that we made a difference when we were there. We make a difference every single day. So, was there any moment during that time that really stood out for you? Something that uh, touched your heart, like seeing the work actually being done from those proceeds? Yeah, I, I have mentioned this a few times um, in the past, but there was a few instances that I was in tears when I was there in Guatemala. Um, there was this little boy and his mother, and he had never heard before. He was six years old, and... Uh, when I finally was dialing the hearing aid to the right setting, and he looks at his mom, and he's like, I can hear what's being said. Like, he, um, he, it was sign language he was saying to her, because he couldn't, he'd never spoken, he'd never heard, and she just started bawling. Like, she was in tears, happy, tears of joy, um, the first time was able to hear, and that, being able to witness that, and being a part of that, that's something I'll never forget. So, if you could send any message about the need for the work going forward, just say. Yeah, um, if anybody wants to get involved in any philanthropy, any organization, you can always message me. I'm, I'm willing to show you the way. I've, I've worked with different uh, philanthropic and volunteerism within Windsor Essex. Uh, I've had a lot of opportunities. So, if you want to get involved with the Easter Seals, if you want to get involved with Starkey, um, feel free to message me uh, on any of my social media platforms, and uh, I will show you how to get involved. Thank you very much for taking my time. Of course. Pledge Drive, my friends, isn't just about giving money to one of the best radio stations you'll ever hope to hear. It's about encouraging programmers with a creative vision, supporting their efforts to promote LGBTQ issues, cultural issues, disability issues, anything you can think of, plus a great assortment of musical programming. CJAM's purpose, the very reason it exists, is to offer content you won't find anywhere else. If you want to be a supporter of that, at the $5 level, you can get a CJAM sticker. There's a few designs there, so you might want to take a look and see what's available. For a $10 to $20 pledge, you can get the music prize pack. This has band merch and some great music from CGM's prize room. For $20, you can get the classic CGM t-shirts with the CGM tote bag. This is uh, it's a really great design this year. We've got 
For $50, you can get the 2021 CGM t-shirt. This comes in various colors and has uh, a design by Julie Hall. For $100, you get the Ultimate Gift Pack, which includes the t-shirt, the music prize pack, and a vintage t-shirt. This year, we're doing things a little bit differently. You can pledge at cjam.ca or cjam-merch.squaresite. This is uh, an opportunity for you to be a supporter of some of the great programming we offer. But more than that, CGM is like a family. Programmers, they stick together because they know that through the station's work, the community is just a little bit better of a place. Because giving a voice to the underrepresented is what we're all about. And now, let's hear another of those clips that I'm sure you're all dying for. Next up, we have the story of a Paralympian who achieved a personal best in this year's games. this segment of our show, Jessica Lewis will be sharing a little bit about her recent Paralympic journey. So recently you uh, gathered some people together to share the inside story on uh, your, your time at the Paralympics. Tell me a little about that. Uh, yeah, so it was um, a program with uh, the organization See What She Can Do, um, as well as uh, Brianna Hennessy, who is an um, athlete for Canada. She competes in uh, canoe and kayak. Um, so we both shared a little bit of our experience in Tokyo. Uh, Tokyo was my third Games, and it was Brianna's first. Um, so it was really awesome to kind of get a, a cross scope of, of the uh, different experiences. So, in terms of uh, accessibility over there, did you find that they were well prepared to host you and your fellow athletes? Yes, they did. Yeah, they did an absolutely phenomenal job. You know, they had um, accessible buses available um, for us. Um, they had, like, the ramps and everything to get onto the transport. Um, there was uh, the dining hall for the first time was two floors, and that was both floors were fully accessible. You could get to either by an elevator or even a ramp. Um, and yeah, they were all just super, super accommodating. So what stood out the most for you in terms of uh, the accommodations and accessibility over there? Um, I think probably um, just like having the ramp in the dining hall, um, because it was the two stories. Um, yes, the elevators could get a little bit busy as well. Um, with people coming and going, so it was nice to have um, a second option um, to do that. Uh, they also had um, these uh, little cars that could transport you around the village as well, um, because it was quite spaced out. Um, so if you had trouble, um, you know, pushing or walking long distances, um, they were there to assist you with that as well. So, was there any particular moment or success you experienced during the games that... Uh really stood out for you? Um, I think, um, like, at the Games, when I came fourth in the 100 meter, which is the highest ranking that I've ever finished, um, which was a two-place advancement since Rio in 2016, um, right afterwards, I was a little upset just because I was so close to the podium. Um, but now that I've had, you know, some separation from it, um, I'm really, really proud of, of accomplishing that. And um, I'm really looking forward to, you know, this next um, bit of training uh, towards the Paris Paralympic Games. 
So, do you have any advice for any young athletes out there who might be questioning, can I really do this? Can I get into sport? And uh, if I set myself to it, could I achieve the level of excellence that you've modeled for them? Definitely. The, the one thing that I always say is just to believe in yourself. You know, every single person has a limitation of some kind. And, you know, we just got to find a way not to focus on that and really realize that, hey, I can still accomplish amazing things. Um, you know, I can still set huge, massive goals for myself and go through with it. As well as, um, you know, there is going to be a lot of hard work that goes into it. Um, and it's just kind of finding the support network around you to help you through those tough moments. Um, but definitely just believe in yourself and know that you can do it. You see yourself uh, going to the next round at the Paralympics. Uh, so do you have a particular goal in mind for something you'd like to achieve next time out? Uh, yeah, so my focus um, now I think is that I'm going to switch a little bit and just focus on the 100 and 400 meter races, uh, which are the ones that I'm more competitive in. Um, so that will change the way that I train a little bit um, to being a lot more um, sprint focused. Um, so a lot of high intensity um, workouts as well as building in a little bit more of a power workout um, so that I can get a little bit stronger and more powerful on the front of my push, um, which will hopefully help me in my 100 meter get to that podium. Now I know you all love commercials, and I promise you we will get to them. But I want to remind you that you can go to cgm.ca to contribute to this year's pledge drive or by going to our Square site shop by looking up CGM merch. Now, for $5, you can get the CGM sticker. $10 to $20, our music prize pack, which includes band merch and some great musical selections. $20, you can get the classic CGM t-shirt which is uh, one that we've done in previous years. Got some great designs, though. If you want to look back at CGM's history, this is a great way to go. For $20, you can also get the CGM tote bag. It's a great, great thing to carry in. Especially if you go with the ultimate prize pack, which uh, includes the music package, the shirt, and the vintage shirt. You end up getting uh, one of our tote bags as well, be able to carry all that cool CGM swag. At the $50 mark, you can get a 2021 CGM shirt. This was designed by Julie Hall, and it's really quite amazing. It's a sight to behold. As I mentioned, you can get, at the $100 level, the ultimate gift pack. Our 2021 t-shirt, a music prize pack, and a vintage t-shirt. On that note, Handy Link will be right back after these commercial messages, so stay tuned and keep those pledges coming. We are CJAM. We are Community Radio. For 38 years, CJAM 99.1 FM has been committed to bringing diverse music, information, and issues to the airwaves. Programming you won't hear on commercial radio, broadcasting from the University of Windsor campus. We provide a voice for creative, independent, and local music and a forum for underrepresented folks in our community. Programming by the community for the community. 
Donate to the CJAM Fund Drive today at cjam.ca or visit our new merch store at cjam-merch.square.site. CJAM 99.1 FM is reaching higher ground in Windsor, Detroit, and beyond at cjam.ca. Welcome back to HandyLink, sponsored by the Italian-Canadian Handy Capable Association, an organization that provides recreational and athletic opportunities for individuals with disabilities in Windsor, Essex. For more information, check out ICHA on Facebook. I'm your host, Cam Wells. Earlier in our show, we heard a mix of previously enjoyed and some new clips as part of our special Pledge Drive episode. We heard from our friend Melanie Renault about the recent Easter Seals spectacle, and from Jessica Lewis about her Paralympic journey. Now, as we continue to explore why CJAM is worth pledging to, you're going to hear some more stories coming up. In this segment of our show, Beth Prever will be telling us a little bit about hands-on. So, can you tell me a little bit about hands-on? Uh, sure thing. Um, we are an art service organization uh, working in New York City since uh, 1982. Um, we provide access services for deaf and hard of hearing audiences uh, to New York City theaters through providing sign language interpreted performances. Um, we also maintain a website that where we um, kind of publicize and advertise other cultural events in New York that are accessible to deaf people in the area. Um, we also list resources and some other pertinent information to assist. So when it comes to uh, the sign language interpretation for theater, are there any myths or misperceptions about uh, being deaf or hard of hearing and their ability to enjoy a show that you've ever encountered? Um, I'm not sure if there's misperceptions about that. I think there's misperceptions about um, the, the whole program of providing sign language interpreters and making assumptions that because you have an interpreter, the deaf people will show up. And so I'm, I'm very much... Um, I'm very involved in the idea of um, promotion and marketing and engagement um, because just because you have an interpreter doesn't mean you'll have an audience. And so it really is kind of a twofold program. Um, there's no point to have an interpreter if there's no deaf audience and vice versa. So it really, it really has to be worked on simultaneously. So, when you mention marketing and promotions, how do you go about reaching out to the deaf and hard of hearing community? Um, well, I mean, to start with us, because I think we've been around for so long, um, we have somewhat of a kind of name within the community for what we do. So we have a we have a fairly large kind of email list for people, um, and and definitely no um, different, you know social media sites to promote different uh, different um, shows that we're doing on. But, you know, even even for us, I mean, we're recognizing that there's definitely communities that we're not reaching. And so with a lot of the shows that we've been, um, that we've done, in, you know, in the recent past especially, 
that deal with a specific um, community group, whether it's you know, uh, you know, black deaf people or um, Latino deaf people. Um, you know, definitely deafness is kind of one aspect of a person, but there's definitely kind of um, other communities within the deaf community that are communities that we want to reach out to. So shows that we do that have a specific you know, kind of identity representation involved, we're very aware that we want to have interpreters kind of representing those communities as well. Um, and then having, you know, then kind of finding the people to reach out to those communities to let them know that there's something specific. So it's it's really similar to, I think, how a lot of the theaters themselves are going about kind of reaching out to communities, whether it's BIPOC communities, you know, communities of color, communities with a certain identity um, because of the shows that they're doing. And we're trying to, you know, do a similar kind of ex experience. So... You're basically reaching for the community within the community, if I'm hearing Yeah, yeah, and it's not it's not easy. It's really, I mean, but we're also finding, I mean, for example, we did, um, this was pre-pandemic, so we did Soldier's Play, Soldier's Story. Now I can't remember which one. In your time with Hands On, is there any success moment that stands out for you? We did um, a one-man, John Lithgow, did a show called, I think, Stories Stories by Me. Uh, you'll have to look up the, that's the exact title. But it was a one-man show that he did around about theater several years ago. And we had one interpreter. And he was, he was so incredibly welcoming to the interpreter. Like, he introduced the interpreter to the whole audience. He talked about the deaf audience as being not so much a segregated deaf audience, but he introduced this community to the entire audience as this is a roundabout theater audience. And so, um, but he was, he was just really, you know, he kind of introduced from the, from the stage at the beginning that usually he does a one man show tonight. It was going to be a two man show because it was him and the sign language interpreter. Remember folks, great stories like this one are a result of your generosity. CJM can't do its amazing work your generous support. This year, we're trying things a little differently. You can pledge at cjam.ca or go to https colon slash slash cjam-merch.square.site. Now, for a $5 pledge, you can get the CJAM sticker. For $10 to $20, you can get our music prize pack, which includes band merchandise as well as some musical selections. For $20, you can get the classic C-Jam t-shirt. Previous years, we had some great designs. If maybe you missed them, it's your chance to get in on it. For $20, you can get the 2021 C-Jam tote bag. For $50, you can get the 2021 C-Jam t-shirt. It's an amazing one designed by Julie Hall. For $100, you can get the ultimate gift pack which includes the modern t-shirt, a vintage t-shirt, and the music prize pack. Next up, we're going to hear one more interview from The Spectacle. This one's about cosplay and its effect on disability life. Scam Wells here with... Great, great cosplay. And she's going to be telling us a little bit about what led her to the Easter Seals event today. 
So why'd you come out in support of people with physical disabilities? Well, I I actually have a Down syndrome cousin, and so I've been around that kind of thing um, growing up, like hanging out with him. I know, hanging out with him, and it's really fun. So I just wanted to kind of give back to the community. Um, and also, we, you know, Jeremy and I have been working together on events for quite some time. So I thought it would be a really good opportunity to kind of like donate some of my time and some of my knowledge to the local community because I love to teach. Um, about cosplay crafting in general. So I did a couple panels that people, if they really wanted to uh, learn how to do things, and they can come over, learn how it works a little bit. And I find with cosplay, it actually helps people come out of their shell. Because a lot of people who are shy, or not as maybe sociable, or things like that, they come out, they put on a new costume, and they put on a new persona. And then they're a lot more comfortable and happy, right? So we're just kind of trying to be here and make a comfortable space so that everybody can feel great and like have a fun time together, make new friends. So, in that sense, uh, some of the guises of different characters, you'd have to figure someone has... Uh, mental health concern or something that makes them physically diverse so uh, in that sense it's kind of honoring the disability community as well. Very true. I myself um, I'm not diagnosed but I am very prone to ADHD uh, tendencies. I'm pretty sure I have ADHD but at the same time like I said I'm not diagnosed so we are seeing someone and we want to get Yeah, I, I do want to find out if I actually am like, like what percentage that I am, but I know I do have things like hyperfixation or like just the way I, I am with a couple of things. So I would say, yeah, I definitely have my own personal mental health issues that I'm working through, but it's nice to see everybody kind of in support of that, in support of trying to help people get the help they need. And whether it's physical disabilities or mental disabilities or the latter, right? Like anything. So, having this done in such a cool and relatable way, do you think that it's uh, had any impact uh, bringing someone to it for the first time? The idea that, hey, if my hero can be out here doing this, uh, why can't I? I 100% think that is the case. I have met a couple of really awesome young ladies today who have been coming out of their shell because they've seen other people like myself or, you know, a couple of my other cosplay friends roaming around um, to see that and then they get inspired and then they join because they feel comfortable enough with us to be able to join. And I think that's really amazing. Like, we want to be accepting of, like, everybody. So, so it's great that, you know, we're that. So you could send any message to the community about the need to keep pushing forward with events like this and uh, to get people to just be open about uh, their identity with the disability, without what have you. What you say? That's such a hard question. I, I think that it is necessary to have an open dialogue so that people, so it's not just a certain group of people that gets to feel okay with coming to things, right? I think it's great that this event actually helps awareness, because I don't think a lot of people in the city are even aware of all the different types of people in the city. And I, I just think it's awesome to see everybody kind of coming together as a community. Thank you for taking the time out. Sure. Thank you. The truth, my friends, is... Everyone at CJAM does their shows for different reasons. We all have something we're passionate about. For me, it's the simple recognition 
that everyone has a story to be told, that anyone can recognize the gifts or the talents of the big-name disability events. But it takes a little more thought and consideration, I think, to understand the heart and the passion that goes into these smaller organizations who give their very best day in and day out. It's my honor, week after week, to interview these people, share their stories, and to bring them to light, thanks to CJAM. If anything is worth contributing to, it's the passion and the heart of those who have biggest stories to share. They may have a smaller budget, but their voices are no less valid. CJAM brings them to the forefront. So, go to cjam.ca, make a pledge, help us keep doing the work we're doing. But the fact is, CJAM just makes the community a little bit brighter. Week by week, show by show. It offers such a variety. Speaking of variety, if you pledge at cjam.ca or our Square site, you can get, for $5, the CJAM sticker. For $10 to $20, our music prize pack. For $20, a classic CJAM t-shirt. For $20, a CJAM tote bag. For $50, a contemporary CJAM t-shirt. Or for $100, you can get the classic t-shirt, the vintage t-shirt, and the music prize pack. Throughout this past year, despite the pandemic, and all the hardships we've all had to face, CJAM programmers have remained committed we want to bring you the very best content that Windsor, Detroit can offer. We want to bring you the best spoken word shows, the best variety shows, best issues programs. This has been HandyLink. I'm your host, Cam Wells, reminding you we're all equal. So get on out there and have yourselves a good one. Something tells me you've earned it, folks. We'll see you next week.